And gentlemen, welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. This is Sia Najad. I am with the man, the myth, the legend, David. David, how are you? Hey, what's going on, man? How's uh, quarantine down there in South Florida? So it's crazy here. So I'm in Fort Lauderdale, right downtown. And I can tell you, this is one of the biggest spring break spots in, <laughs> yeah. in the country, actually. Uh, David, I know you've been down here. You can imagine. So everybody everybody down here pretty much ignored the quarantine advice until basically you know the government came in and just shut everything down so it's been really interesting the last couple days have been kind of eerie i live right downtown so i'm like kind of in the city it's been a little eerie but um i'll tell you man it it was a party up until probably saturday and I, i say that uh kind of with a with a sad tone because it's really not appropriate yeah, it's. Uh, I saw the uh, clips from the news. I think they were in Miami Beach, which is close to you, about the kids that were uh, like bummed out that their spring break was ruined and they couldn't understand why they'd been planning it for a couple couple months and they were just bummed out and they were staying out. But hey, I don't know. I'm 34 now. If I was 21, I maybe would have stayed a couple extra days. I don't know. That must be must be a tough situation for him. Yeah. But anyways, so I don't know. But like as far as like coronavirus goes, I mean, I've we've been people don't know this. You and I work together. We've both been off of work for a few days. And I think we're going to be off work for a few more weeks. And we're not going to have DFS for uh, maybe a month, two months. We don't really know. So I think what we're just trying to do with this one is keep everyone informed. What all are we what all are we going to talk about here today, Sia? Well, listen, it's it's crazy because the last few days, well, really since yesterday, it's we're talking about free agency. I mean, it's so crazy that in this time and, and David, I'll tell you, my heart like just broke when the players decided to cancel their golf tournament because to me, that was the last thing that we maybe had left to do whether it was DFS or betting or just watching sports. So, since then, I felt like, hey, there's nothing. What are we going to do? And thankfully, the NFL, and, and I understand, you know, we, we are in a weird time and maybe we shouldn't be focused on sports. But most of this NFL stuff, as you know, is, is sort of happening like electronically and remotely. So we can do it. And yep. we have all of this news, David, and it's so much to absorb. It relates so like there's so much to talk about with respect to DFS, with respect to season long, with respect to just actual football. I wanted to jump on the mic before anybody else did and just talk about it especially with you yeah the day after the uh tom brady news and that's the big one i didn't think he was going to end up in tampa bay buccaneers uh uniform i just thought it I, I don't think my eyes could take it i thought it'd be too strange of a thing to see i didn't think that they had a real shot at getting to a super bowl i really still don't um i that's probably a good place to to start off man what was your initial thoughts on uh the brady situation how do you think the patriots are going to be and how do you think uh the bucks are going to be so I'll start with what you said. You know, the Bucks made the most sense to me because they are in a division where I think Tom Brady and that offense and, and, and a surging defense can flourish. But just like you, picturing him in that Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform, it just didn't seem right. And then when you think about other suitors like the Los Angeles Chargers where, you know, everybody was talking about, much like LeBron, everybody was talking about the brand and how he wants to continue the brand beyond football. LA made a lot of sense. They have good receivers. Of course, they sit in Kansas City's division. But I thought he was headed either he was going to stay in in um, New England or he was going to go to the Chargers. How do I think they're going to be? Honestly, I've looked at New England's schedule. It's not easy. It's really Mm -hmm. not easy. And if it's Stidham or if they go out and get Andy Dalton, I just don't see them winning more than eight or nine games. I I don't, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what's, what's your take on that. I don't see it. 
I think they're they're in just rebuild mode. It's a lot of it's going to depend on what quarterback that they pull over or draft. I don't know where they're going to end up there. That's not something a lot of people are talking about, nor have I even really thought about yet. Who is going to play quarterback for the New England Patriots? Well, Stidham, Stidham, who came <laughs> from Auburn. Uh, yeah, who, who famously came in last year when I believe it was when the Patriots were blowing out the Jets, I think. He came in for one series, he threw a pick six, and Brady came right back in. So that's sort of my lasting memory of Stidham. I will tell you this, for whatever it's worth, New England Brass apparently really likes Stidham. Uh, frankly, I, I didn't see him enough at Auburn to really have an opinion, but I also think they're probably going to bring in a guy like Andy Dalton. I don't think Cam Newton's on their radar. But I think Andy Dalton could actually run that offense, offense in a in a pretty, you know, decent way. I'm not, um, you know, Dalton's not great, but frankly, you know, Brady wasn't that great last year either. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, Jarrett Stidham, man, I can't believe it. It's if it's going to be him. He went to my uh, competitive. I went to Hoover High School in Alabama. He went to our uh, our uh, our rival in-state rival but it was years after i was there so good for him a, a guy from my hometown is going to be replacing tom brady on the new england patriots it's insane um but yeah i don't think the patriots uh like they're not going to be in contention next year i really don't think so um the bucks i don't know i mean if brady can't get the patriots you know to uh to a super bowl last year with as long as he's been there and as good as he's been and with all the weapons he had and the coaches knowing how to build around him i don't think he's just going to waltz into a new offense and get there with mike evans and chris godwin and uh and uh the rest of that team but i do think the defense is better like you said that's a good point they have a good defense they have good receivers there's uh there's whispers of a certain mr brown trying to follow tom brady to tampa bay have you heard anything about antonio brown is this the guy we got to look out for you know i've i've heard i've heard the rumors i think he's going to be reinstated if he wants to come back and play because a lot of the stuff that got him out of football like that the last straw stuff really never came to fruition so i think he will be reinstated if, if he gets with a team bruce arians is the type of coach that would bring a guy like antonio brown in it would be really interesting because because if they do i mean do they really roll with three receivers? I mean, you could pay right. Antonio Brown uh, really kind of peanuts because, you know, he's he's really kind of on his last sort of straw there. And then it, it begs the question, you know, does Mike Evans or, or Godwin get dealt? Or do you just roll with those three guys and O.J. Yeah. Howard at tight end and just see what crazy. happens? Yeah, it'd be crazy. Maybe O.J. Howard can get it going. If there's anything Brady can do, let's get his tight end going. But he also had a freak with Gronk. But anyways, I know uh, Perryman, he's still a free agent. He's not coming back to Tampa Bay. He's going to be going somewhere else. I don't think he's a uh, a big talent personally anyways. Um, so wherever he lands, that's fine. What Do you have any takes on Perryman? Have you seen him pop up on anyone's board recently? No, I mean, with all, I mean, there's been, I would say, the top 100 free agents, at least half of them are signed on both sides of the ball. So Perryman hasn't gotten any chatter. He's probably angling for a big contract because of what he did at the back half of last season, but he's probably not getting it because that's one half of a season versus, what, five years where he's just been, you know, pretty, or four years where he's been pretty terrible. So here, I, I do have, David, I do have a, like a DFS or season-long question for you. So we know Jameis Winston was a turnover machine. We know he was more bad than he was good. We also know that Godwin and Evans got a lot of their stats while the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were sort of in comeback mode, trying to dig out of the hole that Jameis dug for them. So with that in mind, yeah, we see Brady. It sounds sexy. It sounds like he's going to really hit Evans and Godwin. They're going to score a bunch of touchdowns. But will they really need to? Is it going to be the type of offense where they're going to need to generate a lot of points like Jameis had to last year? 
Yeah, I see your point there with Jameis playing for, uh, from behind so much. And Jameis does have a bigger arm than Brady does now. I'm not saying Brady didn't have it, but right now Jameis does. And Jameis will just straight up air it out and give those receivers jump balls. But with Brady, it's going to be a little bit more accurate, a little bit closer to home. You know, maybe not. Uh, he's not going for the long ball every game with a, with a Evans or Godwin. And, I, you know, I, I'm interested to see how that works out, too, because are, are the receivers going to like Brady better than, than Winston? who just lets him go out there and play or is Brady going to be so tight with the ball that uh, they're not getting the same kind of points especially if Antonio Brown comes in especially if OJ Howard is integrated in which he was non-existent last year so those two wide receivers just had a, a phenomenal year um, but I don't know it's kind of wait and see I they're not going to be you know I'm not drafting either of those wide receivers in my top five wide receivers I, I could tell you that um, nor did I last year um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. More of a wait and see there. But, it's, you know, I think it might be more of a downgrade for them as far as DFS goes. That was your original question. Um, I just I don't see him having to rely on him as much uh, this season. And as far as Brady goes, I'm not going to be high on him either. Um, look, he didn't get it really done last year. He had a lot of bad fantasy games, good real-life games. But um, I, I'm off the Brady train. Um, but I do want to see where Winston ends up. That could be interesting. What do you, What do we have on him? He hasn't uh, officially signed anywhere yet. You know, I'm not 100% sure he is going to enjoy a starting role going into 2020. And unfortunately, I'm not so sure Cam Newton will either. A lot of these teams, like, for example, the Redskins and the Chargers, who who really would love to have maybe a Cam Newton or Jameis Winston. The problem is those teams also potentially plan on drafting a quarterback. And frankly, Cam Newton and Jameis Winston, they just don't seem like the right guys to mentor a guy into his rookie season or his, you know, his second year. So I think that's really what Cam Newton has going against them because I think the Chargers, they probably have um, Herbert, you know, targeted uh, from Oregon. And I just don't think they want to bring Cam into that mess. I really think the Redskins are looking at Tua. I think they're trying to see, make sure his medicals kind of, you know, they can check some boxes there. So if they were to take Tua, I know they have Haskins, but if they were to take mm -hmm. Tua and bring in a Cam Newton or Jameis Winston, it just doesn't really add up. So yeah. I'm really interested to see what happens the next few days with those guys. Yeah, I'm hearing maybe some Raiders even for Winston, uh, which would be interesting because it's like, oh, who do you start, Winston or Carr? I probably start Winston, but you just have to wait and see for that. As far as Cam Newton. Newton goes I think yeah, I I think he's done um, I think he's just chronically injured I think if he wasn't chronically injured he'd still be in Carolina I think he would have maybe got to play at the end of the season a little bit look Cam Newton's athletically gifted a very talented guy but uh, I just think the injuries caught up with him and even if he gets a run at a starting job I don't know I think it's about over for him but good career he got him to a Super Bowl and was the face of that franchise for a long time so what do we got next yeah so listen so it's funny so we talked about Tom Brady, um, you know, going into his 43, uh, 43 year old season. And now I kind of want to transition to Phillip Rivers because frankly, I, th I, I think they both have shot arms. Uh, yeah. and I know that's sacrilege to say against Brady, but guys, he's, he's 43. Like that happens. And we, we saw it last season with Tom Brady and we really saw it with Phillip Rivers. Now, Phillip Rivers <laughs> didn't have the best offensive line but oh my gosh he was so bad throwing the ball his decision making was bad which was kind of surprising but his arm was even worse and now he belongs to the indianapolis colts so david my, my question for you is uh what, what do we think about that marriage bro it's gonna be bad 
It's uh, it's clearly rebuilding season in Indianapolis. Philip Rivers, I, you just couldn't watch him play last year. Again, great career. Seems like a great guy. Just is coming to an end. It happens to everybody. He can't throw that football. It, it he's just shot putting it. He shot put. It looks like he's shot putting it his entire career, quite honestly. But he was just off in a system that he's very familiar with, with receivers he's been throwing to for years, with two phenomenal running backs that can both catch the ball coming out of the backfield. If you can't succeed as a quarterback with those weapons around you, I don't think you go to Indianapolis and, and start tossing it to Naheem Hines, who people are all of a sudden high on. But uh, I or, or wait, I think I have that backwards. No, Hines. Yeah. Hines yeah, no, Hines is with the Colts. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting uh, Duke Johnson and David Johnson and all them mixed into one now with all the trades. But uh, I don't really see that too much either. I mean, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we're going to have to see how that marriage works out. They, people are high on Hines because Philip has to dump it off uh, sometimes because his arm's gone. But, eh, well, eh, I don't know. It's not going to be a good season for them. It's probably the last season he plays, and that's probably going to be it. Hey, it, it reminds me just from a betting standpoint, um, the Houston Texans, you know, and we'll get to DeAndre Hopkins in a second, but the Houston Texans are actually 40 to one to win the Super Bowl. And I think I think maybe before the DeAndre Hopkins trade, they were probably somewhere in like the 23 to one, 22 to one. I, I don't think the Texans are really that good because of Bill O'Brien, but they do have one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. A lot of these AFC teams have really kind of fallen off. I mean, we, we know about New England. We, you know, we know about teams that, you know, like Buffalo that are up and coming. But I, I want to ask you, so outside of Kansas City, who we know is the class of the AFC, why couldn't I make the argument that a Deshaun Watson led, and now there's a big caveat here, it's Bill O'Brien, but with a Deshaun Watson led offense, how is, am I missing something? Are they not a top four team potentially in the AFC? And it's 40 to one pretty decent Super Bowl odds. Yeah, I mean, it's you get that initial reaction from uh, Hopkins leaving, but I don't know. I'd probably, I probably, I don't think they have a chance, really. I think the, the trade was very bad. I think David Johnson is, he's again had to deal with major injuries and lost his role to a guy they brought over from Miami and Kenyon Drake, who no one would have seen coming. Um, I don't think they have it. I love Will Fuller. That's my boy over at Houston, but he's probably going to get hurt too. And so that's going to leave you with a, a couple of scrub wide receivers, no one to throw to. So Deshaun Watson just scrambling around, hoping David Johnson can regain his uh, strength from three years ago. Look, the only way that they could hang in there is if they make a big move at wide receiver or draft somebody uh, that just comes out of the gate hot for the Texans. So I'm not really on you with that one. I get the bet the betting odds because you can bet that. And if they even sniff the playoffs, you can hedge it and bet against it like I did with the Bills this year. Um, but overall, don't think they got a, a good chance of, of, you know, advancing far. And, and by the way, that's a really good point, because I know a lot of people listening, you know, also, it's not just DFS. It's not just season long fantasy. It's betting, too. The one thing to really, really consider when you're betting a Super Bowl champion as opposed to an AFC or NFC champion is that you can hedge that bet in the Super Bowl or even during the AFC or NFC championship or even earlier. And, and I know you've done that. I'll tell yeah. you, I had a I had a Kansas City, a, a pretty big Kansas City uh, Super Bowl win bet last year. And I, and I, in fact, did hedge it a little bit with the Niners in the Super Bowl. But the, the beauty of picking the, the, the potential Super Bowl winner is you can hedge earlier than you think, especially if, if you get the right odds on the mm -hmm. team you're picking. So that's sort of where I'm at with with the Texans. Believe me, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, no. 
Yeah, when I saw 40 to 1, it just, it just, you know, I, I, you know, this is a quarterback driven league. We don't know if we've seen the best from Deshaun Watson yet. And it just made me think, man, if that was 30 to 1, I wouldn't look at it. But 40 to 1 seems like it's like just a touch mispriced. But enough about that. Let me transition a little bit. This kind of made me laugh, by the way. Um, and not because Stephon Dix is a, is a bad wide receiver. We know he's good. But he's also one of the biggest hotheads in the game. Uh, honestly, yeah. he is really taking the Antonio Brown crown now that AB is sort of out of the league, you know, hopefully back in this year, for at least for fantasy purposes. But when I found out that Stefan Diggs was going to one of the least, if not the most, <laughs> like, inaccurate passer in the NFL, <laughs> oh, no. it yeah. just struck me as so odd. Like, if you were going to pick one receiver, one receiver to bring to Buffalo, yeah, he would be last on my list. Yeah, you'd want Thielen over Diggs just because of the the way the quarterback works there, right? And Diggs is a big boomer bust play. I'm not a huge Stefan Diggs fan. People like to roster him. He usually hits a couple times a season because it's a big play or Thielen's out or you know he's he's a talented guy. Don't get me wrong. I'm just he's just not one of my main targets ever in DFS. Uh, yeah, I think like so you're talking to a big Josh Allen fan here. Yes, he has been uh, inconsistent. I'm more of a fan of him because of his scrambling ability and uh, and rushing ability to get you in the box when you're five, six yards out, even 10. Um, but yeah, strange pairing. We have to see how that works. Hopefully Josh Allen can get a. Uh, you know, get on target a little bit more. Hopefully Diggs doesn't get too discouraged and starts another mess if he's uh, dropping passes or if Josh Allen's missing him. We'll have to see. Overall, I think it's an upgrade for the team. Does the pairing make a ton of sense? No. But also, if you're Buffalo, you got to have a number one wide receiver in there. You don't really have one, and that was your problem last year. So uh, it makes sense both ways. I'm probably going to take the – I want to see those Bill Super Bowl odds, and then I want to hedge that one out like I did this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you don't do, – I, I don't know. You don't really like the Diggs thing either? Is that uh, one of the worst moves here in free agency you've seen? I, I, I don't think we're going to know, but I just – what I saw from Stefan Diggs in terms of how he treated that sideline and Kirk Cousins in the middle of really big games – those things right. don't just get better. Those attitudes don't just get adjusted. That's like a Terrell Owens thing, and I and I love Terrell Owens, but at the same time, he really sort of degraded teams with with his actions. And frankly, I, I'm not even sure what T.O. did on the sidelines his whole career was was as bad as what Diggs was doing just this last year, getting into Cousins' face multiple times, talking to the media, which of course T.O. did as well, multiple times about you know how the quarterback needs to sort of fix himself. So I just, with, with an inaccurate, like listen, Josh Allen for DFS and for season long is great because right. he eats up yards with his legs. And I know you preach that in in, in the, the Wind Daily shows, you know, week to week on, on XM Radio. I know you're big on that and you should be. It's just from a pure football standpoint. Right. Listen, you, we, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll save this for the next show. Josh Allen's uh, completion percentage on 20 plus yards throw. I knew the exact percentage a, a few months ago. I, I don't want to misquote it now, but it is unbelievably bad. So <laughs> much so that literally you'll be like, well, that's not true. That can't that can't actually be the stat. So, you know, yeah. I, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, my boy, Josh Allen, get better, Josh. We we love you. We want to see you get the Bills to the Super Bowl. I'd love to see it. So I could say I was the first one on the train. But uh, the, another big wide receiver that actually didn't move, that I expected to move, was A.J. Green. I was shocked that A.J. Green stayed in Cincinnati. He must have... 
put it it must have given a big smile on his face when when Dalton was no longer the quarterback. I did not expect it. I thought he was definitely gone. I thought that's why he wasn't playing uh, the second half of the season. Although he, I thought he could have. Maybe he couldn't have. Maybe the injury was too bad, or they just didn't want to risk it. What's your initial take on AJ Green getting the franchise tag and staying in Cincy? Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's reluctantly staying in Cincy. I, I guess that's the point. And, and to your point, I don't think he was too injured to play last year. I just don't think he saw the point in playing. And mm-hmm. it's just such a weird situation because as good as Burrow might be, and of course they're drafting Burrow with the number one overall pick, uh, Cincinnati is, but w- as good as he is, he's still going to be a rookie. And, you know, I, I just don't see this offense flashing. And so if you're A.J. Green, who is definitely on the back nine of his career, I just I think he's going to be disgruntled, and and I I wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if he gets traded at some point, uh, midseason. Just get out of there, go to a good team, do AJ Green right, because this franchise is is really even with Burrow, I just don't see it going anywhere. So mm-hmm. I, when I saw the franchise tag on AJ Green, I was like, man, I ouch, I'm sorry, bro, I, I feel <laughs> yeah. bad for you. I thought he was definitely going to go somewhere else. I could have seen him going to the Patriots if Tom Brady stayed. It just seemed like the Pats would figure out a way to get a huge piece over there. And you know what? I bet they still do. I mean, free agency just started. I bet they figure something out and we all go, wow, we're all screwed again for the next decade. We'll just have to see. Because when you let Tom Brady go, you've got something in your back pocket and you're uh, you're ready to draw. So we'll see what happens with Belichick. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. Pray for AJ. I hope he gets out of there. <laughs> I hope he advances a, a little bit. But I, I'm also a, uh, a career AJ Green hater because I'm I'm a Julio Jones lover, and that's kind of like the Luca and Trey Young head-to-head matchup for a career as far as that goes. The Bama guy, the Georgia guy, both uh, AJ getting drafted before him, but Julio getting further, closer to a Super Bowl. I don't know. I want to see Julio have a better career. So just get right behind him, AJ. But uh, what else we got here on this list, Sia? Hey, David, I got to ask you, uh, yeah. did you see me speaking of Trey Young? And it's just funny that I did this and kind of pathetic. Did you see me at Trey Young uh, today on Twitter? I did see that. Did he respond to you, yes or no? Oh, man, I wish I could say yes. God, I wish I could say yes. But, you know, the clock is still ticking. It's it's possible. You know, I'm kind of waiting by the phone, so to speak. But, yeah. you know, I'll tell you. So, so for the people that are listening, I have sort of, during this coronavirus break, I've sort of initiated a NCAA kind of, March Modified Madness Challenge. And for the record, if you guys want to participate in this, it's it's at WinDaily. Please tag WinDaily, DFS, and uh, my name, at Sienajad. And we have a bunch of people that have actually posted some videos, some really cool videos of them making like sort of trick shots indoors with like, you know, a trash can and a rolled up piece of paper. Uh, the latest one I posted was like just fantastic. Uh, you, got, you, you guys got to check it out. But the point is I added Trey Young because he had a really cool three point contest thing he did indoors. You guys should all check it out. And I thought, hey, maybe he wants to get in on the action. And uh, so far, no, no bites. David, you're kind of tight with the Atlanta people. Uh, maybe you could uh, make a phone call or send a text or something. I don't have have any way to get in touch with Trey Young, but I know of ways to get in touch with people who know how to get in touch with Trey Young. However, I think I'm going to save that bullet for when we have something, <laughs> when I have something a little more going on. I know a good way to get to him right now is uh, at his gamer tag on, uh, he's playing a lot of something on PS4. I see him tweeting about it all the time. So if we can figure out that gamer tag, we can probably get to him. So, so what you're saying is you don't want to pull the card for me. You don't want to show him the the trick shot I made behind my back that was just so awesome. Did you start that because he was doing the paper uh, basketball thing? Did you see that? 
No, I saw it. It's a happy coincidence. It's just something yeah. I, like I, I made like a weird shot, you know, outside, like a fun, like kind of like an 18 footer. And I was like, oh, this would be a fun thing to do. And so I'm trying to get people involved again. That's at Windaily DFS or and at Cianajad for that. Um, listen, so we're kind of running out of time. There was one player I really wanted to hit. I mean, we can talk about Nick Foles or Jordan Howard or, you know, Austin Hooper, Mariota. I mean, but they're super sure. boring, right? Um, so let's talk about like the the big thing that set the free agency period off because I kind of want to know, I'm going to drop this name, DeAndre Hopkins. And I kind of want to know, like, yeah, obviously we know D-Hop is good. And we don't need to talk about the Texans, really. I mean, they got Randall Cobb. That's, wow, fantastic, guys. But, okay, <laughs> Kyler Kyler Murray. So okay. you like guys that run. We know Kyler Murray can run. Uh, this is the type of defense that's probably going to be giving up a lot of points. I'm, you know, you tell me what you think about that. Now they have Larry Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, who really flashes and is young. So I expect him to get even better. And DeAndre Hopkins with, by the way, Kenyon Drake, who, by the way, is good because everybody who leaves the Miami Dolphins ends up being good. That's just how it works. So Kyler Murray, is he like, in your opinion, is he a top five DFS quarterback or fantasy you know, season long quarterback? Uh, oh, man. Um I mean, let me give you some it's names. It's close. It's close. David, yeah. Go let ahead. me give you some names. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. We we know they're in the top five. Yeah. Okay, but let me give you the rest of the names that are on in a lot of people's sort of I'll give you like I'll give you like seven or eight names. All Jack right. Prescott, uh, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. And let's just stop it there, because I don't think anybody's really in Kyler's class beyond that from a points standpoint. So with that list, I mean it doesn't sound that impressive, does it? No, it it, it it doesn't sound that hard to do. Like I would, man, it, he's like probably six, five or six for me. I mean, you've got the two main guys. You've got Watson. You've got Wilson, who is, people are going to try and kill me for this, but a little overrated. You've got Dak, who is going to come back with Amari. And you've got Kyler. Larry Fitz is, you know, it's got to be his last season. But you've got D-Hop there that's going to open it up for Larry Fitz cutting across the middle and doing little Larry Fitz route. So I could see it. Um, I would draft him above a lot of those other guys you just said. Like, I'd draft him above Breeze. I would probably draft him above Ryan. I'd definitely draft him above uh, Brady. Um, so yeah, he's he's like top five or six as of now. We have to see how everything else shakes up, but sure, I can get behind that. So I'm going to ask you, we're going to close the show on this, David. And uh, are you sitting down? Because uh, I'm looking at you. I just want to make sure you're sitting down. I'm ready. All right, so you're in a draft. This isn't DFS. You're in a draft next year. It's, it's late August. The NFL season is going to start on time. You have to decide between Kyler Murray and your boy, Josh Allen. Oh. You're taken. Gah, that's tough. In, in regular season fantasy? Regular season fantasy. Let's regular season, I would take the Arizona quarterback uh, just because. Just because I don't know. The, it, what you said earlier about the uh, accuracy of the passing is bothering me. But, man, it's uh, so anything that Josh Allen can do, Kyler Murray can do. Plus, he, he's a little bit more of an accurate thrower. Plus, he's got a better weapon. Plus, he's got a better pass-catching running back. Plus, he's probably going to be paying, playing from behind more than the Buffalo Bills are uh, when they're up there playing the Jets. So I'll take Kyler Murray. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and fans of Win Daily specifically, did you hear how disrespectful David Jones was to Kyler Murray? He said, I will take, channeling channeling Bill Parcells, he said, I will take the Arizona quarterback. He was not <laughs> even worthy of a name in spite of him picking him ahead of uh, his boy, Josh Allen. Hey, David, anything else um, to touch on? Obviously, this is 
kind of one of many podcasts. You know, every, you know, everybody's got a long break. We're gonna try to really like with the Wind Daily team. I mean, it's not just football. We, we got a lot of things. We we had a podcast uh, yesterday as well. There's there's a lot going on, believe it or not, um, at our headquarters. But uh, David, anything else to add? Just on the football free agency anything you're excited about any advice what's going on bud well apparently at win daily we do turkish soccer and uh, league of legends now so those are the only two uh, dfs sports around and uh essentially as of now i know fanduel just added like a survivor thing and some kind of simulated basketball thing that i'm not going to touch but look we're trying to at least provide some content for what's out there that's our job and you're trying to play fantasy sports so we're just gonna keep adapting but a couple more things i'll throw into here at the end of the show, Austin Hooper. I'm going to miss you, man. You are in Atlanta. We loved you here. You're going to the Browns. It's certainly a downgrade. I hope it's not the end of your career like it everyone it is for everyone else when they go to Cleveland. <laughs> um, uh, and you know what? I, I think Hayden Hurst coming down from Baltimore to Atlanta. He got trapped behind Mark Andrews because Mark Andrews had a breakout season for the Baltimore Ravens. Hayden Hurst is still... Uh, quite capable of being a, a tight end one. They just got two of them up in Baltimore, had to get rid of one of them. You've got Eli Apple going to the Raiders. Uh, keep betting the over on those Raiders games. You've got Desmond <laughs> Trufant. You've got Desmond Trufant heading from Atlanta over to the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's uh, he came out as a great talent. He's got injured a little bit too too much to really count on. I wish him the best in his career. And then, uh, yeah, I think that about covers it. We, you know what we should do? We should touch on David Johnson. David Johnson, we kind of skipped over it. What's your take on, uh, on how he's going to uh, uh, how he's going to do in this Houston backfield? This is one where I'm really not comfortable giving an opinion because when he came back last year, he looked like a shot fighter. He looked like what Rivers' arm looks like when he was throwing to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that was him sort of still kind of progressing and healing from his injury, or or frankly, if he was just disgruntled and he was kind of behind Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake. So I can't really figure out what's going on with David Johnson. I will say this, he is definitely on, he's not on the back nine of his career. I mean, he's getting older, but he he if if the injury is okay, mm-hmm. I think he's really gonna thrive. I think he's gonna be like kind of a sleeper DFS play, a sleeper fantasy play, uh, quite frankly. But you know you still have Duke Johnson there. I like David Johnson. I feel like he's sort of getting forgotten in this trade. Like they did actually yeah. get something back other than the second round and the fourth round pick. I think he's going to be super motivated. Frankly, I like him to be better than most people think. But as far as putting numbers to it, I'm not there yet. I got I got to see how 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 mini camp goes and how he actually looks. What do you think? Yeah, that's a sneaky take. And let me ask you this: Does Hopkins get worse going from Deshaun Watson to Kyler Murray? So. Probably, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I I think it kind of I think it's kind of like some of the same. Um, I will think I think he's gonna have enough breakout games with Arizona to make him extremely valuable. But yeah, it's a good point because he was like the target for Deshaun Watson, and now you know, frankly, Kyler Murray has he has a few targets. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, I'm not really a huge fan of, um, but he'll suck up some PPR points. But you know, Christian Kirk is is really a promising receiver. So there's only so many, and Kenya Drake gets a lot out of the backfield. So there's only so much for D Hop from a, just if you're looking at a pie chart. You know, D Hop was most of it in Houston, but I don't know that he's going to be most of it in uh, Arizona. So it's a good question. Um, maybe he'll get overdrafted and be overpriced in uh, in DFS because of that. Yeah, and the most important thing to remember here is that Will Fuller is going to go nuts for about a month beginning next season. He's my favorite wide receiver 
in the National Football League, and he's going to prove it once again. Once the season finally gets kicked off, once there's no more coronavirus, and once these trades finally wrap up. That's all from me, David Jones. Follow me at Tenacious D Jones on Twitter. Come talk to us in our Discord channel. Look, we're trying to provide content when sports is at a uh, at a bit of a still right now or a complete stop. Who am I kidding? So come over there. We're doing stuff trying to keep you engaged. We're trying to post more podcasts, do more live streams, do more videos. We're doing trivia. We're giving away Javi's money. So come follow us uh, and see it. What, what do you have to close it down with, buddy? You know, it's funny you mentioned the Discord channel because, um, I, you know, ever since sort of sports you know, died temporarily. I, I, you know, one of the two people on this podcast has actually bet Turkish soccer, and that person does not That's have a Twitter handle two. at Tenacious D Jones. Oh, oh, did you bet it too, David? I, I bet something. I don't know if they were playing in <laughs> Turkey or I, I, I hit something. So. so yeah, the, the funny thing about soccer, by the way, for those of you that don't bet it, and that's most of you, uh, it's really hard to find the bet because there's so many different leagues and countries and uh, it's complicated, but I'll tell you, you know, I mentioned Discord because these are the type of things that we can like sort of talk about on Discord with our subscribers and be like, hey, you know, you think sports is done, sports isn't done. Like there, there's this outlier sport or there's this outlier game that like not only, not only can you bet on, but we actually have like sharp advice, whether it's from us or, you know, something we picked up along the way. So, you know, we got people breaking down pretty much everything that like, if it's a sport and you can bet on it or, 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 you know, play DraftKings or FanDuel with it, you know, you can pretty much rely on us to be breaking it down. So um, I'll tell, I'll tell you too, Sia, and I'll, I just want to touch on this because we didn't try and become like Turkish soccer experts or, EPL or whatever whatever they're calling the things that they're offering now but we went out and found guys that knew how to do it so uh, when all sports went down we knew it was going to be a delay Jason got on uh, the computer and started finding experts at these different sports so it's not us just learning it on the fly so we actually do have guys that know what they're talking about really 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 good point thanks david so listen that is our show um like i said there was plenty more to talk about but i think we hit the big things uh like david said you can find him at tenacious d jones on twitter and i am at sia najad and and i'm just gonna throw it out there if you got a really cool trick shot that that you want to you, you want to post on the internet post on twitter or facebook you know the wind daily team is here to watch it and grade it uh, David, that's all I have. Any any final words? That's it. Play Will Fuller, guys. <laughs> His hair is fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.